From the Newstalk ZB Newsroom, this is News Fix. Good morning, I'm Neva Reti Manu, and this is your morning News Fix for Monday, 10th of October. In this update, Wayne Brown is promising to get straight to business as Auckland Mayor this morning. He cancelled his planned media appearances yesterday, opting instead to spend the time with family and take a helicopter ride over the city. Brown is asked to meet with council officers this morning to get a full briefing on the finances, economic forecasts, liabilities and other risks of the council and council-controlled organisations. He's told them he'll be at the council offices at 8am sharp. The first thing we'll be doing is actually confirming what those numbers are and I have a team to go in and exactly find those things out. Brown plans to meet with his councillors later this week where he'll discuss what role each councillor is likely to take on the new council. Meanwhile, voter turnout is down around the country. Nationwide turnout is about 36%, but this may increase by 2-3% to once Saturday and special votes are counted. Voting rates were particularly low across all of South Auckland, with less than one in five eligible voters in Ōtara having their say. Local Government New Zealand President Stuart Crosby says the situation can't be allowed to continue. He says there's a number of options, all presenting barriers to different groups of people. And a political expert says Paul Eagle's dramatic loss in the Wellington mayoral race should be a red flag for the Labour Party. Former Green Party Chief of Staff Tory Fano convincingly beat incumbent Andy Foster, who came second. Ray Chung was third, followed by the Rongotai MP. Political analyst Bryce Edwards says the government should be taking note of what's happened to Eagle. To come fourth place is really quite a shock, and it should be a shock for the Labour Party and the Prime Minister About 20 local body candidates with close links to misinformation and conspiracy theorist groups appear to have been successful. Anti-misinformation group Fact Aotearoa spokesperson Stephen Judd says those candidates are predominantly in rural and provincial areas. He says they're often in places where local news coverage is not strong, and perhaps there's a lesson here. Where there is a strong local media presence, candidates like this find it hard to get elected unless they were already a sitting councillor or community board member. A law professor says the issue of compensation in Peter Ellis's case is one of the things we're going to have to work out. Ellis's child abuse convictions have been quashed, with the Supreme Court declaring a substantial miscarriage of justice. He's become the first person to have his convictions quashed posthumously. Waikato University's Alexander Gillespie says we're in a new setting and we have to see how that unfolds. He says you'd be opening up a large can of worms if compensation was allowed. Gillespie says given we've just opened up a new area, it's possible something else could happen. Justice Minister Kitty Allen is seeking advice around compensation to Ellis's family. Sensitive patient files and high-level data stolen in a cyber attack have been posted to the dark web by a ransomware group with Russian links. Primary health provider Pinnacle Midlands Health Network, which operates dozens of North Island GP practices, was hit last week. Sources have told our newsroom, ALPHV, also known as Black Cat, has published a number of files from a clinic in the Pinnacle Group. In sport, Max Verstappen has been crowned Formula One world champion for a second time after winning a rain-affected Japan Grand Prix. Shane Van Gisbergen and Garth Tander have secured victory at the Bathurst 1000 for a final time with Holden. And the Black Caps have secured an eight-wicket victory over Bangladesh in their Tri-Series 2020 cricket match at Christchurch, chasing 138 with 13 balls to spare. Devin Conway finished on 79.